excited today to bring a word from Ephesians 2 about the nations, about the Lord of the nations, and we were going to have uh, people from different nations give prayers in their languages, and we had, we had started setting that up, and then I realized November 1st, that is a very important day, and we can't gloss over that. At Trinity, this is one of my favorite holidays, holy days, because it was a day as a church that we, we looked back over the last year to those who have gone ahead of us into heaven, and it was such a special, sweet, but also, but also a powerful time of declaring the victory of the Lord. So I really appreciated a mood of victory this morning because it's a day when Satan wins some rounds, when Satan gets the attention of some people and he does some damage to people. And so all the more reason to declare our victory today in Jesus Christ. Uh, just a little history. Bob got you started and then we sang a mighty fortress. So three, three uh, celebrations converge on this weekend. Martin was a young monk uh, struggling to find peace with God. And Father Stalpitz, his confessor, you might call him his mentor, couldn't get over the fact that he had... Uh, uh, he hated God. Martin Luther asked, uh, when, when asked by Father Stalpitz, do you love God? He said, love God, I hate him. He was working so hard to try to please God. And so he was urged by Father Stalpitz to go study theology. And as he began to study Psalms, Galatians, and what other book? Romans. The truth began to dawn on this man, and he realized that morality doesn't precede salvation. Morality follows it. When God comes in and gives you the power to do the things that you otherwise don't have the power to do. And it was that time that he discovered, God opened his eyes, and he saw this. And so why did he decide to put these statements, 95 statements, on the door. Well, that was what they did in those days. He wasn't being a disloyal son of the church. He was inviting discussion. Little did he know. If he had known, I don't know if he would have done it. I don't think he would have because he became then an enemy. It got out in the Gutenberg press, put it all over the place, and he became a folk hero for the common people who are wondering what was happening in the Catholic Church. Why did he do it on October 31st? Because the next day is All Saints Day, and Catholics in those days were selling indulgences because this was a great day to do it when you're remembering the saints, and maybe you could get yours out of purgatory by paying a little more. And, and they were building St. Peter's Basilica, and they needed cash. And so one way to get it. And so he would preach on All Saints Sunday against these things. So he took courage on this particular day, put the word out, 
and bango, it uh, became news. Everybody knew about Father Martin, who was a professor at Wittenberg University after getting his doctorate in theology. And he studied the word. He memorized much of the Bible. I don't know how much of it, but I think the majority of it. He ended up memorizing. So for four years, then he debated. And four years later, at the Diet of Worms, <laughs> he was condemned as a heretic. That's where he took his stand. Here I stand, unless convinced by reason or the word of God, I cannot do otherwise. Here I stand, God help me. And so we celebrate that on October 31st and thank Niemo. I heard her singing last night, A Mighty Fortress, <laughs> to her daughter. Her daughter, she said her daughter in the last verse put her hands up, <laughs> worshiping. This is a, called the Battle Hymn of the Reformation. So he was condemned as a heretic. And so we have Halloween. Halloween literally is All Hallows Eve. Halloween, Halloween, All Hallows Eve. It's the evening before All Saints Day. All Saints Day, as we'll, we'll do it together, is a day when we celebrate those who have gone, where we weep with those who weep. We weep for those who have experienced losses and death. We sorrow. We take it realistically. We don't try to cloud over the reality of death. That was my experience as a pastor, that it was difficult for people to face the issue of death. We had a woman in our church who was getting close to death, and I said, you should talk to your family. And you know what she said? They won't let me. They won't let me talk about it. Billy Graham called it the 20th century pornography because you could not talk about it. J.I. Packer said similarly, what sex was to the Victorian area, death is to the 20th and the 21st century, that we don't know how to deal with it. I was walking out of my office. I just prepared to do a message about death at a funeral. And I was stopped by the daughter, the 20-year-old daughter. Her mother died suddenly and tragically, and she handed me a note that was given to her by a friend, saying, your mother is not dead. She's on a long trip. And she said, would you read this? And I said, I'm very sorry. I prepared a message about confronting death, and this ignores the reality of death. I can't, I'm sorry I can't read it. I hope you understand. But I found that to be the case often. I went to the hospital one day. We lived just a few blocks down from the hospital. A doctor saw me and he said, I want you to know that we doctors are encouraged when we see you because we can handle dealing with the struggling. But when it comes to death, we don't know how to handle that. And so we're glad when we see you. I was really happy to hear that. that not that they couldn't handle it, but they were happy to see us because we do not try to ignore the reality of death. And I will just share some words about facts of life, facts of death, if we get to it. But before we do that, we're going to uh, talk about All Saints Day. So Halloween 
uh, antedates the birth of Christ uh, in the pre-Christian era. Druids from Europe celebrated the last day of the year, October 31st, because cold was coming, the leaves were falling, and that was, to them, the last day of the year. And they would celebrate that by Samhain, the god of the dead, would release the spirits of those who had died to go back to be entertained by the living, back to their home. That's what they believed. And if they didn't get a good treat, they had a trick up up their sleeves. What were they doing? They were believing in the in evil spirits. They were believing ultimately in Lucifer himself. And so it's no wonder then that if you ask the police, they'll say the activity this weekend is horrendous. And I'm not going to go into it because there are kids here. But uh, it's very, uh, very sad that it makes light of something, the irony of which is that it's real. They make light of spirits. They make light of demons. They have pictures. We went for a walk and Karen didn't look. I looked and I saw some of the decorations. It was like they were mocking death. Death is not to be mocked, but it's to be overcome. It's real and we come against it in the victory of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so we want to take some time together to remember All Saints Day is a day of remembrance. And I tried to help people at Trinity remember those that had died so that if they were still mourning that, that we could mourn with them, that we don't mourn alone. The Bible says to weep with those who weep and rejoice with those who rejoice. And maybe we go too quickly past that. When I see Mary and Bill, I say, just so you know, we haven't forgotten what you're still going through in the great loss of of, uh, Ryan Gavin. So we want to just stop right now. We can just uh, turn that off and just share together. As you look back, If you look back, you may see someone who's a champion and who went before you, and you want to just remember that person, and we'll remember that person with you. Or you may look back, and we we look back, and it changed our life when when we lost a child at birth. It, It changed our life, and it changed your life in the loss that you experienced. Carl, it changed your life, didn't it, in the great loss that you felt. So those who are comfortable and who want to, um, because we may have a lot, we'll just take a brief moment. Each, anyone who wants to can share, you know, 30 seconds or a minute of the loss that you experienced. On the other hand, maybe you have someone that you remember that, was, that, that fought for you and, and you, you have Christ because they went on before you and now they're in heaven and you're celebrating that victory. So either way, we'll, we're going to just take some time now to share together. And Lord, we just invite your presence in our time together now to bring uh, fresh hope, fresh strength, fresh comfort, 
as we are here together to proclaim your victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. We are surrounded, Scripture says, by a great cloud of witnesses. Do they witness us? I don't know. The Bible doesn't say. We know the angels witness us. The angels, at least some of them, see us. So it's possible that heaven sees us. I think it would be discouraging from if I was up there and saw what I see. So I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's selective. Karen and I talked about this. Maybe it's selective. But uh, we are, as the hymn writer says, in mystic sweet communion with those whose rest is one. So for them, it's rest. For us, it is, we are striving, we are, we are struggling. So who wants to, who wants to begin by sharing? Our grandson would be sick. So it was as Jesus was in the shadow of the cross that he was confronting death like no one is confronting death. In fact, it was through death he destroyed the power of death, it says in Hebrews, that he took death on and it looked like a defeat. In fact, it was an astounding victory. So victorious was it that the very principalities and powers were publicly embarrassed and shamed, it says in Colossians, by his defeat at the cross. And so that's what we celebrate. That's what we remember today, a death and a victory. And so we remember how our Lord Jesus Christ, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. The same way also, he took the cup after supper, after giving thanks. He gave it to them, saying, drink of it, all of you. This cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for many for the remission of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Remembering his words, remembering what he taught us, let us pray together as he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Thine is the kingdom, power, glory. Take and eat the body of Christ given for you. Now these are the very words of Jesus. Take and drink the blood of Christ. This is the blood of Christ shed for you. It's a mystery, isn't it? And now the body of our Lord Jesus Christ and his precious blood strengthen you and keep you steadfast until life everlasting. Peace be. <coughs>
Excuse me. Peace be with you. Amen. I was going to share. Where there's no sin, there is no death. In the new earth, there will be no sin. And death will pass away. When sin came, death came. It says in Romans 5. By one man came sin, and through sin, death entered. And so Jesus came to die for our sins to release us from the power of death. Because the wages of sin is death. So that's the first thing. The second thing is right here. We are mortal. As I studied English literature and American literature, I saw that many of the American writers understood that we were immortal, that we had this immortality right within us. The Bible says we are mortal. Our mortality must put on immortality. Our perishable nature must put on imperishable. The third is that judgment follows death. It is appointed unto men once to die, and after that, the judgment. For us, that's good news, because we got the verdict. Yeah. <laughs> I'm free because of Jesus Christ. And fourth, death is an enemy, but a defeated one. It is not a friend. We don't do any service to sentimentalize death. It's an enemy, and it will be thrown into the lake of fire. So um, we rejoice. We rejoice today in our victory over death and over the powers of darkness through Jesus Christ. Just a couple of, of announcements. He's going to say one about raking. I have a testimony. I try to keep a pretty positive attitude. I didn't have a positive attitude toward a couple people with regard to raking. And that's because they didn't get back to me. And I, I, was, I was trying to make myself available, and they weren't getting back to me. So I went over there again for the third time, and their guys were home across the street. And so uh, one of them came to the door, and I talked to him. And I said, hey, we can help you because there are four guys. I wasn't going to rake their yard. I was going to do it with them. We could help you if you wanted to. And he said, no, you don't need to do that. We're going to do it later on this week. And, uh, by the way, do you need any rakes? And I said, well, as a matter of fact, we do. So he brought over this morning two rakes for us to do the raking, and God changed my attitude. Same thing happened over here where I tried to get a guy. I said, I'll help you. I, I blew half the yard. And I said, I'll help you with the other half, and he, he didn't respond. But then his, uh, his grandmother, who's come, coming home on Saturday, uh, she said, well, he's not going to do it, but I'll, I'll be glad to. I said, don't worry. We'll take care of it. And uh, so I'm happily going over there today to do her whole yard, we're going to be raking all up and down the street. <coughs> I'm really looking forward to it because we are letting our light shine, and they'll see it. And they'll see it, and some of them will praise God for it. Amen. So that's a good word. So is God a mighty fortress for you all? One of the lines in there said, his truth shall triumph through us. But before it can triumph through us, it needs to triumph in us. So it needs to be personal to us that his truth is triumphing in us. We need to consume his word, allow it to become a part of us. And part of that is, uh, um, well, let me ask, are there any visitors here this morning? Anybody uh, new? So we probably know most of you. But if you haven't allowed the word of the Lord to triumph in you personally through receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you need to know that. And if you haven't, or you're questioning in that, come up and talk to one of us afterwards. We'd be glad to talk to you, pray with you, 
and just help you know that if it wasn't before, that today is the day of salvation. So let the word of the Lord triumph in you. So Paul was given a great testimony about raking. We have, uh, who, who's, who's already signed up, confirmed with Kat that uh, you're going to help with the raking. So we've got a few, and she's confirmed that, uh, she's prov- that uh, we're providing lunch, so you guys are set and gals. But it's still open. It's not too late. Anybody else want to help? We've got, sounds like we got rakes, and we're going to hit around here, hit the neighbors, and uh, pull some leaves together, get them out of their way. We're in Roseville. Can you rake them to the street here, I think? We've got plenty of room right over here. Okay. Okay. So if you want to help rake, come let me know right afterwards. And uh, Kat said she could probably get some extra sandwiches. It's probably Jimmy John's. And uh, we'll get that going. But uh, commitments from, you know, what, about 1 o'clock? She said 1 to 3. I don't know if it will flow over that or not, but – you know, if you can only help for an hour, that's great, too. So let us know. And uh, if you've been here, you haven't signed up, I'm going to go ahead and we'll just pass it back. But uh, we invite you to sign up for our weekly emails. Bless you all. Um, why don't we uh, just pray with each other for a few minutes. Let's turn and just, uh, you know, if, there, if you didn't share earlier about... Uh, something if God's still stirring in your heart you know maybe there's something you want to share with somebody that uh, they could pray with you you know in remembrance of a loved one or something uh, why don't you do that right now and otherwise you're free to go bless y'all